Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. So I know you guys multitask and do a million things at one time, like you're probably on a Zoom call right now while also listening to this podcast and somehow doing laundry and maybe feeding your cat. But we just launched our first limited edition bachelorette collection on the Betches shop. So stop whatever you're doing, but don't stop listening to the podcast because I would never want you to do that. Head over to Betches.co slash brides to pick up the swag for your bachelorette party. Pro tip, um, this limited edition drop is only available through June 9th. So you got to hustle. And for this week only, like this current week only, if you buy three products from the collection, you'll get the fourth for 50% off. Don't say I never gave you all nothing. So that's betches.co slash brides to shop our exclusive bachelorette collection. Move fast, but... Now we go back to the episode. So this is this is what, Monday? We're now back. I'm back from Italy. I have rested. I've taken all the Zyrtex. And honey, when I tell you, it is so hard to be vegan, gluten-free, and non-alcoholic in the country of Italy. I have no idea what I was thinking, thinking this would go well. But I stay true to myself. I think the Italians think I'm an alien. They are disgusted with me. Um, and they wanted me to leave their country. They have forsaken me, I, I'm sure of it. But I had a fabulous time. I stayed at some awesome locations. It was spectacular. So I have been receiving so many messages from everyone. And I just want to let you know, I love, I love when you tell me you love me. Like that feels really good. Cause sometimes I'm like, do they even get anything from this podcast? Like, is this even helping anyone? And so I am so grateful when, I get messages saying this has helped me or this is a solution that we came up with. Like that is music to my ear. So I ju- we've just released the bride guide. I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but that's my take on trying to give you some more in-depth planning tips that are just on my heart to share, which is my main intention of the podcast is I wanted to reach more people and share more planning guidance with people 
who can't always afford a planner. So I want to be all y'all planner. So (laughs) basically that's what the bride guide is. So tell me what you think about the format. We're not going to get rid of RBBs. Like you, there's still a chance for everyone to be on the show, but I think I want to help more people and I want to answer more of your questions. So if you've got a question and you really need some planning help or some planning guidance, head over to our email. That's brides at betches.com. Send us your problem because I'm going to look at that email and I'm going to figure out a way to answer you on the show. So just bear with us as we get to your question. But I'm very much looking forward to helping as many people as possible. Um, But again, thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for all the messages, all the DMs. I'm here for you. Again, you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Like slide in those DMs if you want to. But brides at betches.com. That's where I'm also going to find some questions um, that we're going to read off on the show. But today's episode, very excited. I think I've, I'm going to say this in, in no hard feelings, but I think people you play music or put music as like the last thing sometimes on their list to think about. And music is so pivotal to a successful event. Like it can truly make or break it. And I wanted to really express that. And on our show today, we have one of my favorite friends, one of my really good friends, and also someone who I work with on our weddings, Kiana from Honey and Vinyl. Um, She has a beautiful voice. And she also has a song, I think, that's like famous in London or something, but don't quote me on that. Anyway, so (laughs) she is so lovely. And she has a company called the Sonic Sommelier. So basically, she's all about how sound impacts taste and how it gets your body moving and how it should really have some intention behind it. So today, we're going to talk to our guest about how to lean more into the intention behind the music for your big day. So let's get right on in. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. (laughs) How are you, darling? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, fabulous. We are so excited to have you on the show and talk about all the things per usual. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. We're, girl, this, we're going to get into it. You have so many questions. We have so many <laughs> topics. Tell us more about your, your partner that you're going to get married to soon. So my fiance's name is Weston. Uh, we're coming up on being together for five years and we're getting married Woo-hoo. in August. So we're like 94 days oh. away. Oh, okay. What, which August date? August 12th. Ah, what made you guys pick an August wedding? I am very much a summer girl. I thrive in the heat. I am not a winter person whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, But it also had to not interfere with like September hunting season and football season. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. you had some parameters. All right. I did. I had some parameters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So your groom's name is Weston Mm -hmm. and you guys are planning an August 12th wedding. And tell us about where is it? How many people, what we're looking at there? So we are getting married in New Mexico. We're both from New Mexico. um, And we are having a max guest count of 200 people. I think right now our guest list is at like 198. So we're really pushing that 200 person envelope. Um, And we're getting married on a uh, rodeo grounds and ranch. So it's going to be a cute little barn wedding, super Western, really cowboy. (laughs) Okay. Is really quickly, are you counted in that 198? Yes. Okay, cool. Because some people <laughs> don't count themselves in their own guest count, and it's like 
oh, there's two more plates we need. So just flagging. Good job. Yes. Okay. And is, are y'all rodeo people? Do you rodeo? Is that a verb? I, is that a, it, it is rodeo? a verb. Okay. Yeah, you can rodeo. <laughs> okay. I um, am not technically, I don't rodeo, but I am uh, what I would consider a cowgirl. I grew up on three different ranches um, and we had horses and we still have cattle. And so I never really rodeoed, but I lived the cowboy lifestyle end of it. Okay. So you're cowboy cowgirl adjacent and is Weston like a banker or like, is he also a cowboy? (laughs) He's he's what we classify. There's a difference uh, in the cowboy community between a yee-yee and a yee-haw. I'm a yee-haw cowgirl. He's a yee-yee. He's a hunter. He likes Mm. to fish. He yeah likes the big trucks. So he's not really a cowboy, but he's a kind of outdoor kind of a guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he knows how to start a fire if things yes. need to go down. If the yes. apocalypse is happening, I should probably come meet y'all. Exactly. We could figure. Okay. Say He'll hunt deer Noted. for us. It'll be great. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm vegan, but I'm sure we'll figure something oh. out. <laughs> so, all right. So you guys are outdoorsy people. You're having mm-hmm. this lovely ranch wedding for 200 people. And tell me about the wedding itself. When did you guys decide, I want to get married and have this wedding? So we, of course, have been talking about getting married for a while now. Like I said, we've been together for about five years coming up. Um, But he wanted me to get through college because I am 23 years old. So I just graduated in February. Thank you. And so he waited uh, to propose until he knew that I was almost done with college. Uh, That way I wasn't planning a wedding, going to work full time Mm. and going to school full time. (laughs) So we had a little bit of a deadline. Okay. So he made some plans. Mm -hmm. But talk to me about, did you want to get married always? Did you want to have a big wedding? I always wanted to get married, but I never really wanted to have a big wedding because weddings in my family are usually about five or 600 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did not <laughs> want to partake in that. <laughs> so I really wanted to elope and I just wanted it to be like me and him and maybe our parents and that's about it. Uh, but he was really, my fiance was really the one set on wanting to have a bigger wedding. And uh, so we were able to compromise that I said, okay, we're not having a 500 person wedding. We can have a 200 person wedding. (laughs) Cause that's so small. Okay. Got it. (laughs) All right. So he talked you out of your elopement by waiting for you to get out of school. Cause he knew you were going to have another job as soon as you got done. Um, and now you guys are in to the planning. How has Mm -hmm. it been when it was like, I'd be a little hot. I'd be like, you know what? (laughs) I didn't even want this wedding. And here I go. Planning. There, How's that process I, been? <laughs> there are definitely times where if I'm like leaning on him for help and he's like, well, I don't know how to plan a wedding. This has really been kind of your deal. I'm like, mm, I didn't want this. So this, I'm doing this for you. So you need to help me. <laughs> that part. I was like, yeah. I don't know how to do a lot of things either. And I still I figure it learned. out. <laughs> exactly. So there definitely are times where I'm like, well, I didn't want this anyway. So it's your turn to pull your bootstraps mm. up and help me. And, pun intended uh, on the bootstrap. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and he, once I like point that back out to him of like, 
I need your help because this was, you pioneered this. Mm. Then he's really good about, okay, you're right. Give me what I need to do in a list. That way I can get it mm. all done. And I think sometimes what what couples, I, I would say from an outsider looking in, this is your first real project as as a married couple in theory, you're walking in the steps of this. So this is your, I don't know, sometimes couples have like, we've bought a house, we've renovated, but this sometimes is a heavier lift because you're bringing in the dynamics of your family. Has it taught you anything about how you guys problem solve or like work things out? What I've kind of learned is, so we have bought a house and renovated it. And that, I know, (laughs) we've been busy. (laughs) And that compared to wedding planning, I noticed that when it came to like renovating the house, he kind of took on more of like the handyman stuff of the stuff that actually Mm. needed to get done. And I took on like the decorating, I'll make it look pretty. (laughs) Mm. But that's not the case for a wedding. Because there's not really, in my opinion, that differentiation of here's like the hard man work. And here's like, the easier I'm just gonna fluff it up. So Mm -hmm. it's been hard trying to differentiate, you know, because even though I didn't really want to have a wedding, I of course also want it, if I'm going to put it on and I'm going to spend all this time and money doing it, I want it to be done right. And uh, so a hundred percent. And so I'm sure a lot of, uh, a lot of brides can resonate that you feel the need to take on the bulk because you're like, well, I don't want anybody else to mess it up. So I'm going to make yep. sure it gets done right, but you can't yeah. do it all yourself. So it's hard to find that line of, okay, what can I designate to him to give to him that mm. I feel comfortable he can do <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and not mess it up. <laughs> and I'll be, I, won't, I won't have anxiety about it. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're giving him like a low caliber task. Like I don't, there's no way for you to mess this up unless you exactly. really, really give it your all and try to mess it up. So, yep. okay. So kudos to you for putting your foot down and saying like, look, bro, you brought this to my doorstep. We're going to do this together. You're going to hold your weight. And you even said pioneer, which I also thought was a good pun giving rodeo anyway. But so <laughs> like they're going to keep coming. So I'm just going to let it you is. know. <laughs> but talk to me now about, so you guys are now tag teaming, planning the wedding. I have a feeling you're probably doing a little bit more 60. He's probably doing the 40, just where he can. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your family, talk to me about the, the dynamics of your family. Are they of the same culture, heritage? What's it, what's it looking like? So we come from a little bit different of a background. Um, he comes from a Italian family. And so there are some uh, things that they want to, of course, implement into the wedding that is Italian culture. Um, there are these little almond candy, mm. kind of like mm-hmm. gift bags that are called bomboneris. Um, mm-hmm. that, that is also one thing that I completely designated to him because they were like, we have to put together two of these little almond goodie bags and what color ribbon do you want? And I was like, girl, pick a ribbon. Any ribbon. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is on your list to do. <laughs> and pick then <laughs> exactly. Just pick a ribbon. It'll be fine. And then I come from a Hispanic, Spanish kind of a background. And so there are things that I want to implement uh, that I think is going to throw his family a little bit off, uh, especially in New Mexico. We do what's called La Marcha during your dance. And it's it stands for the march. And everybody gets in this massive line, which if you can imagine regular uh, weddings in my family of 600 people. people. Mm-hmm. What? And it's like a <laughs> 10 minute long march. 
But you kind of like march around your reception area. Sometimes you'll like go outside and you march around and then you end by everyone kind of gets together in a circle and the groom and bride dance in the middle of it all. And so it includes oh, everyone fun. in your family and it's a lot of fun. All right. So yours is going to be smaller because it's only 200 people. Oh, but yeah. How many totally. Have- <laughs> so small. <laughs> it's totally fine. But I can definitely imagine 600 people in like this samba line situation of like. Yes. It's kind of like a conga line. I heard someone describe it once and I was like, I guess that that, that's a good way to put it. Conga line. You're right. Whoops. My bad. Yeah. It's definitely 600 people doing that. I think that would be a party itself. That seems like it would take longer than 10 minutes. And if you've ever seen like a Hispanic family like dance like that, it's a lot of, and especially a then country Hispanic family, it's a lot of whooping and hollering the whole time. They're never sitting down. No. All right. So are you doing a seated dinner or is this going to be just a party that y'all are walking into? Uh, it's pretty much a party. We're doing okay. a buffet. And again, that this is kind of to bring in his culture a little bit. We're doing Italian food for dinner. And so for and for like our cocktail hour, too, we're doing charcuterie boards. Hmm. And for dinner, I think we're going to do like lasagna and maybe like an eggplant parmesan and maybe some other Italian dishes. I can't think of what they are. All right. And does every, is everyone in the family feeling like they're being heard? Probably not. (laughs) You can't please everyone when it comes to planning. You should not even try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and my parents are divorced. And so always trying to navigate, making sure that everyone feels equally loved and appreciated across the board has been super important to me Mm. because, you know, then you have the question of, well, if I'm doing this with my mom, I should probably invite my stepmom as well. That way they feel hmm. like they're on kind of a similar level and she doesn't feel left out. Yeah. How are you How are you managing that? It's a lot of work. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's one thing to plan a wedding with what you would think a normal bride's parents and groom's parents. Throw Can an extra like, set of parents in there. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and also, I think it's – there is no such thing as normal. At all. Yeah. The word, we can go ahead and throw it out. There's no such thing. I think everyone has a similar situation where there's a blending of something and someone saucy. But in your case, you've got, so it's like for anyone listening, no one's family is quote unquote normal. Like do your thing. So you're trying to now manage a mommy and a stepmommy. Does mommy Mm -hmm. and stepmommy get along? Ooh. Um, they are cordial. cordial. And they, mm. they get along fine. <laughs> they get along okay, cool. fine. But I definitely think there are times where my stepmom feels as though she should maybe be a little bit more included mm. to where my mom is. And there are times where I'm like, well, she's my mom. Like she gets a little bit more special treatment or not necessarily special treatment, but you she's know, just the one that birthed me. That's all. She's just the one that birthed me. <laughs> no big deal. Exactly. Right, no, I mean, um, I love a stepmom. I'm here for yes. her, especially some stepmoms who have stepped in when mommies weren't there. Absolutely. One thing that I know that I'm doing um, to try to make my stepmom feel more included and loved, for example, is I am um, I am hiring a hair and makeup artist to do me and my bridesmaids hair and makeup. And I wanted them to do my mom's as well. And mm-hmm. I felt the need to then also include my stepmom. So that way she felt, again, kind of on the same level. Um, 
but always just trying to navigate making everyone feel happy, which I, I know I said earlier, you can't please everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always just trying to see what I can do uh, to include my step parents as, as much as I can. But there is something to be said, in my opinion, of my parents are my parents. I'm, of course, you know, going to want to put them at a little bit higher of maybe a level than my step parents. But I still want, of course, make my step parents feel loved and included. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this on another show, but it's all about your communication and how mm. you voice that. And there are ways to navigate it by even like, let's say they're cordial, but maybe your mom is like, I don't want to be in a room with her at all. Like structure, like, cause sometimes they get saucy and you're like, wow, I've got to manage all these humans and make them all feel yeah. loved at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Like that is stressful for you. And it's all about how you also structure your day, structure your run of show. Mm -hmm. So work with your hair and makeup team with it's not ideal, but maybe the mom of the group or maybe your stepmom is coming earlier in the day. And this even doesn't have to do with stepmoms. It's like mm -hmm. the mother of the groom, usually she's a saucy person. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe park her in at a different time of the day for the hair and makeup schedule and mm -hmm. have your mom and your bridesmaids maybe come slightly later so that the mood of the room is up to snuff, but maybe the hair and makeup team just can't move. So it's like, let's put them, just move things around that way. Mm -hmm. And also when people are walking down the aisle, a lot of times we get this scenario of like, well, does the stepmom walk with the dad? Then who walks with the mom? So there's a little bit of logistics that you'll have to play with. Mm -hmm. If you want stepmom to process, consider stepmom could always walk with one of the groomsmen. She could walk with an usher. So another special person, you can also make sure she gets um, an adornment with flowers so that she definitely has the marker of a part of the family, VIP, that kind of thing. And yeah. always make sure that seating is VIP when yeah. you get to the reception. Like, because if sis is in the back and mom is in the front, it's, oh, honey, yeah. that March is going to be crunchy. So It is. Um, <laughs> and I like what you said about communication because I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Once you get into the thick of wedding planning, you can really almost like lose yourself in it in the sense of mm. you're not communicating to anybody. Like you're just trying to get this task done. And I'm yep. sure that there's been multiple times where I probably could have communicated better, mm -hmm. but I was just in my own head planning. And so that's a really, really good <laughs> tip is always remember to communicate no matter how deep you think you are in it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because people want to know what's on your mind and they're always looking forward to helping you. And as my mom says, sometimes you do, you do that thing. You're just, she's like, Fallon, just talk to me because you're in your head and I know yeah. it. And you just letting that stuff marinate and it becomes such a big problem in your head. And the moment you speak it, you're like, oh, wow, that's not a, as big of a monster as I thought once you yeah. let it off your chest. And someone else generally has a solution to something you were so fearful to speak. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you. <laughs> In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Your family's all situated, you're you're moving forward, and you're also like every other bride that that is generally listening, and I think in the world, you're trying to keep your costs low with some DIYing. 
I am. What do you DIY? <laughs> I, one of the biggest DIYs. So I, first of all, I wouldn't really consider myself a true DIY bride. I was not okay. out here trying to DIY my own florals. I was like, Y'all are better than me at that. You can do it. <laughs> but the biggest DIY we've had is I DIY'd all of our stationery, our invites, our mm. save the dates, envelopes, programs, everything like that. And so that's probably been our biggest DIY. But there are places where I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. And I'll pay to have somebody else do it. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And are you doing any decor at all? Not really. So uh, the barn that we're getting married in is gorgeous, wood-sided, and they've got it, you know, displayed very beautifully. So we're not doing a whole bunch of decor. Um, very minimal table settings with just a couple of small vases with some small florals. Okay. Um, but other than that, there's really no decor that we're doing. I love that for you. I'm such. I'm so proud. <laughs> well done. I have no. I have no comment. I have no solution. I have. <laughs> You're staying true to you and that is that is what's going to save your budget and save your butt. Like you're not yeah. going to have a headache over something that you can't really control or create lavishly. Good mm-hmm. job. No decor. I'm here for it. Little decor. Little, Little light decor. decor. Light. Very <laughs> light. That, like, Minimalist. Pick, pick a venue that is a rock star on its own so you have to yes. do a little lift. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So your bridal party, are they all mm-hmm. ready? Talk to me. Um, I would say my bridal party is pretty much ready. They've got like their dresses. We went jewelry shopping last weekend and got their day of jewelry. Um, Yeah. But the day of timeline, there's, that's one place where I'm like, should have hired a wedding planner because this is beyond (laughs) me. (laughs) I don't have the mental space to coordinate everybody from like the morning and here's what time we need to be ready by because we're doing a we're not doing a first lift but we're doing like a first touch where we can like just hold hands and like have our little moment but it's just beyond (laughs) me to plan our day of timeline (laughs) and I feel that so do you have a day of coordinator or no We are hiring a day of coordinator, but from my understanding with the venue, our day of coordinator is more so just we give her everything Mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, I'll take care of it from here, but we're not like working with her beforehand. Okay. So there, I mean, ultimately your photographer is generally next in line on someone Mm -hmm. to help you organize logistics just because they are there the entire time. And I think mm-hmm. any photographer listening to me is killing me right now. I think they're throwing darts at my face, <laughs> but because they're like, I hate being a wedding planner and a photographer. Well, baby, here you go. So, <laughs> but it's having a conversation with them because ultimately they're the ones that will be capturing every single milestone moment. And mm-hmm. that's generally what a timeline is. How do you get to those milestone moments efficiently? Mm-hmm. And hair and makeup is the one thing that will either make or break your day. So there is a world in which all I say is understand the time that you need to physically be in your dress and what time you want to do that touch. Mm -hmm. Have hair and makeup end an hour before that. And the reason I say a full hour Mm -hmm. is because it never does end that hour before. (laughs) (laughs) There's always something. (laughs) It's always something. You guys are kikiing, you know, I don't, uh, you're probably listening to some fabulous music. You're drinking champagne. You're taking selfies. You're like, oh, let's step outside. So it's like there's so much that happens. Nothing stays on time. So I always say mm-hmm. have your hair and makeup team understand that your drop dead time is this hour. Do not tell them it's cushioned. 
You should be the only one that knows of said cushion. Everyone else should be in a frenzy thinking you're running late, but you well know we are not running late. We are on Sounds time. Sounds like a good way to reduce stress as well. Hi, day. my name <laughs> is Fallon. I am here to reduce your stress. So yes, anything, anything that is a deadline, a hard start, a hard end, especially when you're working with venues and you need to get to a certain place at a certain time, especially with transportation, always push things 30 minutes to an hour before they actually have to happen because it's better to be early than it is to be happy. All right. So, (laughs) but talk, yeah, I would say talk to your photographer to say, these are the things I want to do. This is when I want them to happen. And also consider your travel time. Mm -hmm. Like everyone thinks things can just happen right after the other, but it's like, do you have to walk to that place where it's going to happen? How long will that walk take? And then if you have to walk back to go do something else, well, how long does that time take? So just think holistically and I don't even know if there's a YouTube video. Maybe I can make one. But a YouTube video about – I love a timeline. A run of show is like it's, – it's your Bible. So Absolutely. Just, just think of – oh, things to remember in a timeline. Add your sunset and your sunrise mm-hmm. time. Specifically because generally your, your photographer will try and gather you for sunset pictures. So you mm-hmm. always want to know how much daylight you're working with, especially if you end up running late. You want to know exactly when is the last moment you have natural light for pictures. So just pro tip there. Yeah. All right. One last thing I want to talk about. Okay. Somebody told me you might be doing a cash bar, but I thought they was, I (laughs) I thought they were lying. So I was like, ah, I don't know. So maybe. Hot take. We hmm. are doing a cash bar. I know everyone in the world is going to come for my neck on it. It's a very unpopular opinion in the wedding I'm community. I'm coming for your neck on it. <laughs> what? Why? Uh, because, so like I said, we're getting married on a ranch. And I know that this is also probably an unpopular opinion. So a lot of my family are bringing uh, like travel trailers and they are camping on site. There's like probably not going to be any hotel rooms. Everyone's just bringing their camper and they're going to oh. camp on site. I know. And so It's like Coachella. We- Yeah, it's just like Coachella. (laughs) And so with that, I know my family well enough to know that they are going to bring alcohol for the whole weekend. They're going to have beer and liquor galore. And so if we do a cash bar, they'll just go outside and get a beer. (laughs) Okay. So it doesn't it doesn't sound as terrible when you're like, their house is right outside, though. Basically, that's what it is. It's like their house is like twenty feet away. Like they'll just go get a beer, go get a drink. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the only re- the only people I generally say for in this scenario, it seems like it's extremely gonna it's gonna be kind of fun. I might. It sounds like a tailgate too. Like I'd be like, well, which yeah. camper has the best booze? I'm gonna go to that one. So absolutely. <laughs> With a cash bar, though, are there some people that are traveling in for this wedding that are guests from another city or are not familiar with your Coachella family? That's (laughs) campers. (laughs) We do have a couple of people coming from out of state, um, some from like South Dakota and Texas. So we do have a couple coming from out of state. So those might be the only ones that might might not have a camper um, or might have to utilize the cash bar if needed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's that's, That's where I was going. So pro tip. If you're mm-hmm. thinking of having a cash bar, understand the people it does inconvenience as opposed mm-hmm. to the people that it doesn't. So how many people would you say this is like, it? the cash bar would be their only source of a good time? 
Out of our 200, I would probably have to guess like maybe 40. Okay. So not horrible, but not great. <laughs> yeah, not, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. And I think there's a world in which they may, you know, find a camper and, and choose right? their own adventure. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a world in which, and you may have already had this idea, but drink tickets as a way mm-hmm. of, Maybe comping those 40, giving Mm -hmm. them a special, like maybe you are putting some money at the bar and Mm -hmm. you're asking the family like, hey guys, is there a world in which we could get like $1,500, put it at the bar. And then when it's done, it's done. Mm -hmm. But those people have access to the non, like that's the $1,500 pot is for those 40 who don't have the campers outside ready to party. Yeah, we definitely, my fiance and I have thought about um, not necessarily drink tickets, but putting money on the bar, like a thousand or twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, and uh, telling, yeah, the bartenders that once this is gone, then it's a cash bar. And so we have Mm. thought about that. We just haven't fully uh, come to like a decision yet on it. Okay. August is close, but I feel that. Um, so. <laughs> so. You're, you're counting down the days. <laughs> yeah. And generally people drink two drinks in an hour. So if you're looking for a rough calculation times at 40, mm-hmm. that's how many drinks you should anticipate paying for those okay. people per hour. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, that's a rough, rough number. So usually I say, think about what the total cost would be for that quantity. And that's what you should try and put down for the bar. So I would say, reach out to your bartender or the people owning the bar and say, hey, mm-hmm. how much is a beer? How much is a glass of wine? Also, are there any, or a general cocktail? Is there a way to maybe get a certain menu preset um, specific to things or what's, what's going on there? So the bar is through the venue. Um, and so the venue stocks the full, it's a full bar. They don't really do like a, a menu. Customizations. Yeah. Mm. It's just kind of like if you were to go to a bar, it's like a full, full bar and they provide yeah. all the alcohol. So we don't have to buy the alcohol, which is nice. So. We'll tell them nothing on the top shelf is in my $1,500. Right. <laughs> everything, everything on the bottom shelf, those are up for grabs. <laughs> those you guys can drink. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like you guys are discussing some solutions, but, mm-hmm. and it, I, I'm not now opposed to your cash bar. Normally I'm like, this is terrible. Absolutely not. But this sounds okay. <laughs> Just consider the 40 people who probably, you don't, cause you don't want them to bring a flask in. Yeah. <laughs> Also, you guys, just flagging this, this is a huge liability if you're not at a venue that allows you to park your campers outside. So don't, I don't want anyone to think I'm saying have your guests bring their own booze because that is a huge liability for the people that actually carry the liquor license at your venue. I am not pro bringing in outside booze. But in this case, it's on a ranch. I don't think we can control these people. So choose your Yes. <laughs> and my venue said that we can all bring campers and tailgate. Like Yay! it was approved by them. <laughs> all right. Let your venue know it's about to be Coachella outside. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Coachella, Italian meets Spanish. Music. What you doing? Um, so it's going to be a lot of, cause I'm also, like I said, I'm a cowgirl. <laughs> so it's also going to be a lot of country music mixed with Spanish in there. And it's, it's probably primarily country with a little bit of Spanish. And I'm sure my fiance's family is probably going to sit there and watch us all when the Spanish comes on. Hmm. At least I will say Italian and Spanish are kind of similar enough languages that his family that does speak Italian can somewhat understand the music in my family that speaks Spanish. So it's not a complete language barrier. <laughs> no, just sound barrier. Just sound. 
has been quite a deal though. I didn't realize like how difficult making a quote unquote, like what you think needs to be a perfect playlist Mm. for your wedding vibe. It's, it's been a deal. It's a, it's a huge deal. And I think after an officiant music and entertainment is usually one of the most underrated necessities to make a good party. Mm -hmm. So I don't know all the things about music, but I have a pretty good expert that we're going to bring on and we're going to figure out how to make the perfect playlist. All right. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Today, we have with us Sonic sommelier Kiana O'Quinn with Honey and Vinyl. Honey and Vinyl pairs music with the perfect sound and volume, ensuring your event flows beautifully and seamlessly. They collaborate with your designers, planners, caterers, and venues to design a soundscape that complements your love story. Kiana, how are you, darling? Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Lindsay. Yes. We've got a solution. (laughs) Kiana's here to talk about music. Kiana, I was just telling Lindsay that after an officiant, I think music is probably one of the most underrated elements of importance. And Lindsay was saying, Lindsay, you were saying you didn't know how hard it was to make a good playlist. (laughs) Yes, because you build it up in your mind that you have this whole vibe for your wedding weekend. And now you have to put together the perfect playlist to match all of that. And I was ill prepared for how difficult that was going to be. Well, that's why I'm here. So tell me all of the things. Tell me what's your dilemma and how can I help you solve this problem? So one of my like bigger hurdles in music was my fiance and I struggled so hard to find a first dance song because again, you're trying to like match the vibe and you want it to match you and your fiance, but it still has to be like a good dancing song that's not too slow, not too fast. And I really was not ready for how hard it was going to be to find those kind of key songs of like walking down the aisle songs, first dance songs dinner songs. Okay. Okay. And where have you landed so far? Do you have um, genres in mind? Have you pinpointed a few selections and you're trying to whittle it down? Where are you at this moment? I think our best genre is probably country. I know that it's kind of like a stereotypical thing to use country because it's got the guitars and everything like that. Um, And my fiance also wanted something that wasn't quote unquote, like mainstream country. (laughs) So we were trying to find something that wasn't used as often. Um, But so we're trying to find, you know, unique country songs. Okay. Okay. So I will say that we want to just off the bat, throw away any like preconceived notions, stereotypical. Mm -hmm. We don't need to use that terminology here. It's very, very important that your celebration reflects you and Mm -hmm. your fiance. And so if it's stereotypical, but it feels true to you and, you know, it feels good in your body, I, I, I would even challenge you to use your body as your guide. Um, gut feelings, gut instincts, um, the hairs that stand up on your arms when you hear certain songs, that means that it means something to you. Allow that to guide you in the direction of what resonates most with you and your fiance. Mm -hmm. Remind me his name again. Weston. 
Weston. So mm-hmm. if Weston likes non-traditional country music, but there's a song that you guys really, really want to dance to, and it's a song that you've heard at every wedding, how do you feel about incorporating that because it means something to you and Weston? I think that would be fine because I know that I'm sure you are well aware that music is really powerful. It can make the hairs on your arms stand up. And I think that music is so important at a wedding. Absolutely. And so if you and Weston are having your first dance moment and what's what's the most common, most commonly used uh, country song that you hear at a wedding for you? I would say the one that I hear all of the time is My Best Friend by Tim McGraw. That's a pretty common one. Let's say you and Weston chose My Best Friend. And it's a song that has deep meaning for the both of you. You listen to it on your first date or it's the first concert that you went to, a Tim McGraw concert. Mm -hmm. And you're dancing to that song and you're looking in each other's eyes and you're transformed or transported back in time to that moment that you and Weston heard that song and fell in love with it and potentially fell in love with each other. That feeling is going to be um, palpable. Everyone will be able to feel what the two of you are feeling because it resonates with you. So Mm -hmm. if you lean more into what matters to you, what music um, aligns with who you and Weston are as a couple, that will also mean something and translate very well to your guests Mm. and your loved ones. I've actually been at weddings where I've heard the same first dance song, but it's it's kind of like a perfume. Each couple kind of wears it differently. That's right. And there are some times where I've heard the song and I it actually brought tears to my eyes because to them, I could actually feel it. That's right. So I've never thought about that until you just said that. I, was I like, haven't either. I love that. That's people so are cool. paying attention in that moment. It's such an intimate moment between the two of you. And it's probably the moment you want to remember the most, aside from, you know, when you're pronounced husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And to be able to take that that mental snapshot and kind of like send out the signal to everyone else in the room. It's undeniable. You want to create these moments that mean something to you, and then it will mean something to everyone else because that's what's authentic. That's what's real. People know real. We can suss out fake and real very (laughs) easily as human beings. So consider that. (laughs) How does that that. make you feel? I, it makes me feel like warm and fuzzy because, you know, sometimes you go to weddings and, and like Fallon said, you're like listening to them dance and you don't really feel the energy and you're just kind of watching them dance. But, you know, I hadn't thought about like when it truly connects you to, you can feel it in the room. And I hadn't really That's even right. thought about that. So I would even say have like a date night and practice your first dance to a few of the songs that are maybe on your short list and just see how it feels. And if that it, if it ain't so hidden, cute. <laughs> then that's not the one. That's not the one. That's actually a really, really great idea. That is. That is so adorable. <laughs> and maybe even you can be either really intentional about it, which I love that idea, Fallon, of, of doing your own little experiment between the two of you, or you could be a little sneakier about it with Weston. And if you guys are having a date night and you're on a romantic car ride or you're spending a nice quiet evening at home, turn on a short playlist of the songs that the two of you are attempting to choose from. Mm. 
And just organically observe how the two of you respond to the music, which ones kind of help you nudge a little closer to one another. That's another really, really great um, thermostat, thermometer for you to kind of test the waters of what, what resonates with you deeply. Yes, I love both of those ideas. I'm gonna have to do both of them. <laughs> I, I want to do this for myself, and I'm saying, yeah. I, like, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, this sounds so much fun. Yeah, I really want to talk about how important music is, and what should people be thinking when they're approaching music for their event. Well, I like to say that music that you play or that you choose for your wedding is the soundtrack to your love story. So. Whatever your experience has been with Weston, you want to curate a soundscape. I like to call them soundscapes because it's a collection of sounds put together. You want to you want to choose a soundscape and you want to think through how you want to move and how you want your loved ones to move. That's what music does. It inspires movement in us. And so if you want a particular um, portion of the evening to be more of a gentle sway, then choosing songs that create that gentle sway. If you want to be <laughs> rocking out at, you know, towards the end of the evening, which is something that a lot of couples do, then you choose songs that have, you know, um, a, a bit more pacing and, you know, power behind it. If you want folks to kind of quiet down while they're having dinner, then you choose songs that are potentially more instrumental that can be played at a softer volume. Um, as a sonic sommelier, my goal and my mission is to encourage people who are having weddings or events or gatherings to have a mindful approach to um, how they incorporate music, because it really does have an impact on everything from how we perceive flavor to how we connect with one another through conversation. Mm. So it can make a food taste spicier. You <laughs> It's funny you say that because it's it's more so that the science behind it, because we use quite a bit of science in our approach, um, the science behind it is that music can influence our taste receptors. And so because um, rhythm and pacing and volume and pitch, all of those things our body responds to, that includes our palate. So it doesn't necessarily make food taste spicier, but it can help you to notice the spicier notes in a dish, help you to notice sweeter flavors or more Mm. bitter flavors. And so using that kind of um, those little science tips to inform, you know, it's a cute little party trick that you can incorporate into the dining portion. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. So Lindsay's got this La Marcha. La Marcha. La Marcha. Yes. (laughs) That means she's got, there's going to be a lot of energy in the space, but there's also going to have to be some time to transition. How do you suggest that transition without making a room feel like it's going up, down, up, down, up, down when you're trying to make things flow right? using a playlist. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me more about when you plan to incorporate the La Marcha? 
Um, I hadn't thought about it yet uh, because I didn't know the best time to do it. You hear, I've heard like, you know, TikTok tips that the best time to do your first dance is when the bride and groom first come in and the energy is high. And so I didn't know quite the best time to kind of arrange those things. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I was speaking to one of my music directors today and sharing with him that uh, a couple that we're working with next month decided that they actually want their first dance to be the very last song of the night. So that's wow. what I mean when I say there are no rules. You really have to design something that feels true to you. So yes, the energy can be high at the beginning of the wedding, but it depends on how you want to tell the story of, of your day. Do you want the, the evening to end on a high note or do you want the evening to end on a more intimate? This is why we're all here. You know, mm. let's, let's circle around this, this us, you know, you and Weston and focus in on the focal point of the day, this, this celebration of love. So mm-hmm. while I agree with the TikTok you really can just do whatever you want to do. Like it's, it, there are no rules. Um, yeah. But in terms of la banda, it depends. Um, you could have a lot of fun with this. You can decide to do it if you want to be really, really risky and um, a renegade. You can do it in the middle of dinner if you want to. If you see Girl, the wind going to low. I'm going to come and cuss you out. Y'all better sit down. Put your forks down. We're going. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. If you if you decide to do it in the middle of dinner, let's say that there's a lull in in the the um sometimes if the kitchen is running behind, it's the perfect mm. moment to do something surprising. It helps to eliminate the awkward silence at the table. You know, if people are this is their first time meeting, and so your aunt and his great great cousin are sitting next to each other and they've talked about everything from the weather to how beautiful you looked that day and they've run out of things to talk about in the kitchen maybe running a few minutes behind it could be a nice little hey everybody let's you know get up and 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 twerk it out a little bit but <laughs> ask me ask me first please definitely, definitely ask me first yes <laughs> Um, but I think that if you want the evening to end on a high note and you want there to be, let me ask you this. How do you want your guests to feel when everyone is leaving? What are some of the words that you want them to be saying about the celebration? Um, I think that I want it to be kind of a little bit more intimate. Um, I was explaining to Fallon that we're having a quote unquote smaller wedding for what my family is used to. And so I think I want them to all kind of feel special that they were included to this like intimate, more event. So I think I I like that kind of a vibe. So my tip, and again, this can go either way, but I would recommend having it potentially right after dinner. Everyone's been sitting for some time and you want to invite them out in in an activity that involves everyone. And there's no better opportunity to do that than, you know, right after dinner. They've been sitting, they've been talking, they don't know what's next. They may be nervous to get out on the dance floor. But if everybody is getting out on the dance floor, it makes it a lot easier for the shyer ones to join in. And the next Mm -hmm. thing you know they stay on the dance floor and they're not so shy anymore and everybody's having a good time. 
I love that. It's a great way to open the dance floor for Absolutely. sure. It is. Generally, that's what I use a first dance for to try and open the dance floor. But some people, it really just depends. Do you want to look really sparkly and shiny? Then I say do your first dance right off the cuff so you can get it out of the way, especially mm. if you've planned to dance and you're really nervous about it. Mm. But if you guys are just going to sway and it's just going to be a thing, do it right after the cake cutting. And then I would even go right into the La Marcha moment, like to really amp yeah. things up immediately. Yeah. Okay. Just get them, get them, get all the bodies on the floor. Let's break it back to this playlist because you're not working with a DJ. You're going to have a speak, a couple speakers and you're going to plug in something that's going to, you're going to let it ride. No one's going to shuffle it. No one's going to transition it. These songs are going to go. They're going. <laughs> we do have a DJ, but he did okay. ask us for like a playlist so that okay, way he okay. could, I'm not oh, just, man. you know, bear, bear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, is there a software that transitions songs? I don't know. <laughs> so, he okay. can kind of like sway it in and out, but he did want There's, like a playlist for our vibe. Copy. There is someone at the helm. Kiana. Yes. Yeah. Ha- help here. <laughs> what are you most nervous about? I think, and I, I'm sure probably a lot of brides can relate. I think the like first dances of like your bride and groom first dance and your mother son dance father daughter dance because truly like all eyes are on you and you know you're expecting your fiance to cry or your dad to cry you know and it it feels very like nerve-wracking I don't Mm. know (laughs) this is the first time I've ever gotten this question and it's it's an interesting one because I have to ask are you do you find yourself to be shy I wouldn't think so, but I'm also a very like lighthearted person that like serious events are not really my speed that like anything that's like we're serious. We're standing here having our first dance. I'm like, can I like bop around? I don't know. More lighthearted than that. (laughs) You can do just that. (laughs) That's my next question. Can you bop around? I can. (laughs) I'd be fine with it. How do you feel about choosing songs or choosing a song that allows for you to feel that lighthearted energy so the moment doesn't feel so heavy? When you speak about it, it sounds like it's, it's high stress, heavy, all eyes on us. As I think about it, especially as a, as a performer, I think about those lights, that spotlight, and it just mm-hmm. makes you sweat. Your hands are you're clammy. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. Yeah. So if your personality is more lighthearted and buoyant, what are what is your opposition to choosing a song that reflects your personality? I think that that would be a lot of fun. You know, I think my fiance for specifically our first dance wants something a little less, you know, out there. I think he wants kind of that intimate moment, which Mm -hmm. I totally get. But I think for like my father daughter dance, I kind of like had my dad uh, have the option to pick a couple of songs. That way I can go through them. And he uh, hasn't picked any yet, but I'm hoping he picks some lighthearted songs. (laughs) Did you give him lighthearted options? I did. And so I can't, I don't think I can do like back to back sappiness after the ceremony. (laughs) It sounds like you're on the right track. If, if you can choose something that is, um, that brings that romantic vibe between you and Weston. And then on the other end of that, have a little more fun with your dad. I think that 
you can nudge him and say, hey, Pops, um, you know those song <laughs> options I gave you? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask you to choose between the three that are a bit more up-tempo. So okay. that, you know, because I can imagine this is a very special moment. However, I know that your father probably wants you to feel safe. He wants yeah. you to feel relaxed. He wants you to feel comfortable. So I highly doubt that he wouldn't want to choose something that would foster those feelings and have that a fun memory with you through, mm-hmm. you know, the music that you choose. Mm-hmm. I love listening to you talk about music. It reminds me just how beautiful music is. <laughs> she is the reason she is here. That I'm like, if there's anyone to help anyone with music, it is Miss Kiana here. Oh, yes, thanks. I love it. <laughs> so is there a world, as, as Weston was the one who wanted the wedding and you wanted to elope, is there a oh. world, word, I was like, discovery, is there a world in which maybe she could walk into the slower song that he wants and maybe play a little bit of it and they sway and then it goes into an upbeat moment that they can both like hee-haw or he's Absolutely. a hee-haw, a hee anyway, so... <laughs> Clearly Fallon does not know any country music. We're going to keep her. No, no, there was a term we talked about earlier. He's a he Ah. something. Girl, I'm from Mississippi. I know a little something, something, but go ahead. Excuse me. Excuse me. I stand corrected. Um, Absolutely. Again, there are no rules. Um, I would, my one caution would be that you talk it through with Weston and ensure that he's comfortable with showing that side of himself as well. I Mm. think that in these kinds of instances, it's easier for the person who's a bit more flexible um, to, and when I say flexible, I mean, um, so if you find that you have no problem being romantic and having Mm -hmm. that intimate moment with Weston. And you can also access that part of yourself that is buoyant and fun and lively. You can, you are, you can do both sides of the spectrum. If it's more difficult for Weston to access both sides of the spectrum, I would say lean into what he prefers for that moment. Um, Because the last thing you want to do is for him to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because again, People can feel that energy. They can mm-hmm. feel all of it. And if he's nervous and he, if he's not in his body and if he's not really in tune with you in that moment. Um, Y'all aren't having no first dance. It, it, and it's not really <laughs> fun. It's not fun for anybody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's especially mm-hmm. supposed to be fun for the both of you. So mm-hmm. yeah. find a way to, to you know, figure out where he's most comfortable. And, okay. and I would say meet him there if you are comfortable with the whole range. Okay. And also, if you're not a spotlight person, because this happens to us often, it's generally I'm at the I'm at the DJ booth and I'm I'm saying, give me the eye or there has to be a cue when you're done. So Mm -hmm. work with your DJ to identify like when I dip, it's over. (laughs) Fade out, please. I'm over it. When we kiss, like so identify what the thing is going to be as your marker to we're done. We're, we're over this. Um, <laughs> so that way it can transition. And the same for the parent dances. Cause sometimes there's no need to ever play the full song unless the person specifically said, play this thing in entirety. It should mm-hmm. really just be a snippet. Give us a little sway, sway. And we're on to dinner. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> yep. You don't have to be on the dance floor for too long, especially if it makes you nervous. Yeah. Okay. Um, but going back to this playlist, like I can imagine working with the DJ and they're like, send us some songs. You're like, 
well, <laughs> which, you're the DJ. Which one? <laughs> how do yeah. you identify how to tell your love story through just, for me, that would be overwhelming. Really? But I, yeah, there's so many songs I love. I'd be like, yeah. well, Motown or funk or, <laughs> or jazz or even some classical <laughs> ones give me hype. Like, which one are we talking about? So yeah, how do yeah, you yeah. find, how do you figure out which lane to stay in that really gives them a gamut? And are you focusing on things also you don't want to hear? Mm-hmm. So um, what I always advise couples do is to think I already asked you the question, um, Lindsay, how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. There is a point in when we're consulting with our couples where we ask how we want, how do they want their guests to feel? And um, there's a way to incorporate a little bit of both of those, although the day should be centered and you and and Weston should always be the focal point. So the thing that we use to guide, and, and I would, you know, check in with your DJ, just to be sure that he or she understands um, to incorporate not just genres that you guys love, but songs that are attached to the stories of your life. So Fallon okay. mentioned she can, she's, she can go with any genre, you know, it runs the gamut. If you have a song that you and your best friends, you know, listen to all the time when you were out on a Friday night after a football game, um, if, if Weston has songs that he always heard his parents listen to, or his grandparents listen to, I would say pick the most pivotal moments in your life. Think back to what songs were associated with those moments. And those would be like the, the, the meat of, you know, what I mm. advise be a part of, of your, your soundscape, your um, playlist. Okay. But then allow the DJ to then say, okay, what genres are you interested in? You said country. Um, what else would you like to hear? What are some other genres you really like? Spanish, some New Mexican Spanish. <laughs> New Mexican Spanish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course you always got to have some like fun twerking music in there. That's right. Got to twerk. Amen. Got to twerk. Yes. Yes. So yeah, if you if you have a playlist that you listen to, or if you want to um, curate, maybe let's say ten to twelve songs um, of your favorites, the DJ should be able to um, take that and use it as a launch pad for okay. some of the other types of music and other artists that align with that style. I would also. Be sure to communicate what your do not plays are, mm. because some people, let's take um, Justin Timberlake, for example. If you Whoa. really like. <laughs> be, be easy, sis. <laughs> be easy. Sorry. Tread lightly. I'm, I'm not sure. Wait, what, what direction is that going? I'm, I, I'm... I, was, I was Mrs. Timberlake in high school. Be easy. Be easy. Tread lightly, my friend. We would, we would have had to fight over him. So Ooh, I, 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 Oh, there you go. You're fine. <laughs> um, but if, if you're a Justin Timberlake fan and you like, you know, JT songs, a DJ might assume that you also might like Bruno Mars but you may not be the biggest Bruno Mars fan. Mm. There is some um, intersectionality in, in their performance style, in their music style, but unless you communicate what your absolute do not plays are, you run the risk of having the DJ incorporate things that don't really resonate with you. 
So okay. I would say choose songs from the story of your life, the most pivotal moments. Create a short playlist of 10 to 12 songs that, you know, between you and Weston, you know for a fact you want to hear. And then communicate your do not play songs so that you're not utterly disgusted with, you know, <laughs> him playing something, he or she playing something that you hate. Literally having a maid of honor go, run up and tell him to turn that thing yeah. off. Exactly. Exactly. If you know that your grandparents are not going to be okay with Meg the Stallion, tell them don't play. Please you don't play. <laughs> Until 9.45 when their yeah, shuttle picks the them up. when the grandparents go to bed. <laughs> run it back. Cue trap playlist. Love. Run yeah. that. Exactly. <laughs> Lindsay, has this been a fruitful conversation for you? Yes, absolutely. I love the way that you just speak about music because it was such a like stressful, anxiety inducing thing. But you had like <laughs> brought me back to like music is so beautiful and you're telling your love story with it. Like I, I loved listening to you explain that because it makes me feel so much better, like headed into picking music of like, okay, it doesn't have to be the perfect song. It just has to be my perfect song. Yeah. Right. I love you it. it. I loved it. <laughs> you got it. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Lindsay, where can people follow along and probably hear some of your fire tunes at your Coachella wedding? Oh, yes. I am on TikTok uh, at Laredo Lindsay. And my Instagram is also at Laredo Lindsay. Laredo, like Laredo, Texas. (laughs) Copy that. And Kiana, where can people find you? Uh, You can find us on TikTok at Honey and Vinyl and is all spelled out. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sonic Sommelier. Google how to spell Sonic Sommelier. Like the wine sommelier. S-O-M-M-E-L-I-E-R. Yes, yes. Our spelling champ, she got it. Well, you guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram, and you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death, do us part. Betches.